Welcome to the Grow Old With Me podcast, where we connect our family to yours through openness and vulnerability, while keeping God's truth at the center of our discussions. Hello and welcome to the Grow Old With Me podcast. Uh, I'm Peter with my wife, Crystal, beginning episode 14, which we've labeled Jesus is the reason for the season. And here we are in the Christmas holiday, uh, approaching Christmas as it's coming quickly, uh, trying to check off some of our bucket list items of things we do to prepare our family for Christmas. And really, uh, we want to focus in on what is Christmas about and are the things we're doing as a family remembering uh, that Jesus really is the reason for the season. I think very often uh, we... Uh, fall into that same kind of dilemma that Charlie Brown was going through in the Charlie Brown Christmas special where everybody seemed uh, so joyful and happy doing decorating contests and having uh, parties and doing their Christmas cards and enjoying the Christmas season all together and and he kind of got lost in it and felt like he was left behind and and uh, was feeling downcast and at the end, uh, at the at the kind of the peak of his own emotional conflict, he he screams on the stage, "Is there anyone out there who can tell me what Christmas is all about?" And Linus comes in and saves the day and tells him that it was about Jesus being born in Bethlehem, uh, changing the world as we know it, um, becoming man so that we could have our sins forgiven. And at that, it it changed Charlie Brown's perspective and made him feel as though. Uh, it was all going to be okay. It was all right that he had that little Christmas tree that fell over when he had the Christmas ornaments on it. Um, and I think we need to make sure we're doing that same thing, that we're asking ourselves, what is Christmas all about? And making sure our focus is around that. I think the month of December is just busy. Um, I think more than any time of year. I think summer gets busy, but it just seems like December is kind of where everything is concentrated, where everyone's like, let's get together now, or let's, you know... Um, and we make this big to do of the holidays and it's good and it's good to meet with other people and it's good to have Christmas parties and stuff. But I think ultimately we end up getting distracted from Jesus. I think he had a humble beginning and, um, I think we make Christmas not so humble. I think we make it into this big grand, um, like yeah, production. Yeah. Yes. And I think we end up getting stressed out and feeling like inadequate and not like um, not enjoying the season and reflecting upon what it actually means. Right. Like I think if if we were completing its actual purpose, we'd be feeling full of joy and filled. And I think a lot of us, after all the running and the busyness and all the activities and trying to keep up with all of the traditions that we've put on ourselves, is we feel empty and tired and worn out. And I think that might actually be a sign that we're not really focusing on what Christmas is about. I think there's just a lot of distractions that can come about. We've got like the Christmas parties and then a lot of people have these huge baking lists that right. <laughs> they want to make sure to get done. And for me, the baking gets stressful. I don't know about anybody else, but those cutout cookies are like the bane of my existence sometimes. <laughs> it's like they yeah. can never... Uh, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm glad you do. I think they're good. But um, I think a lot of people, besides that, I think uh, like a, a distraction, especially for kids, but I think it becomes a distraction for parents is is battling this balance on how many presents or what presents or the, the kids just, I think it's very easy to make Christmas all about what we get. 
um, mm-hmm. and making it all about the presents. And that's a huge distraction, I think, away from what Christmas actually is about, which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, anything in the Christmas season, I think we can we can end up making almost an idol, like ahead of Christ. And I think our expectations also turn into an idol, especially during this time of year. But all the time, I think we need to keep our expectations in check. But I think Christmas kind of brings out this, oh, you need to have this Pinterest-worthy tree <laughs> and cookies and clean right. house and bring the best presents and they better be wrapped nicely and right um oh and it's the time where family is supposed to be enjoying each other so much and you're supposed to have the most wonderful time of the year enjoying the snow and the lights and the, you know all the christmas music that you do yeah i mean we the, you definitely build it up to be something that um you imagine being so wonderful. And I think that if you really try to do all those things on the checklist without keeping in mind that this is really about Jesus, um, you're just going to wear yourself out. We had on Sunday, our pastor talked about how he was at church all morning, getting ready for his sermon on Sunday and kind of reflecting on the gospel and the story of Jesus, um, Jesus's birth. And then he went home And I think to make that transition from like all Jesus all day to going home and then you turn on Christmas music and the first song is like Frosty the Snowman or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And not that those songs are bad, but I think he said when, when it's all under the umbrella of Christmas, like it's almost like there's two different sections, like Jesus and then all the other stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I think, um... I think that is a tra- like we need to think about. He said it almost made him like feel yucky about it because the commercialized um, part of Christmas was kind of invading his all day uh, reflection of Christ. Right. And I think we need to be aware of that, that that our current culture is not um, trying to sell us Jesus in any way. They're trying to sell us products and feelings of discontentment to make us buy those products. Um, And so we need to really be proactive, I think, in choosing which Christmas traditions we go for um, and making sure that the family traditions we select are actually purposeful in directing our family towards Christ. So when we celebrate the Advent season, Advent means expectant waiting and preparation. And before the first Advent, they were waiting for the first coming of Christ, for him to come um, as a baby into the world. And now when we celebrate Advent, it's about the second coming of Christ because he is coming again for us and we need to be prepared. And I think in this Christmas season, this Advent season, rather than thinking about the second coming of Christ, I think all those distractions take away from us preparing our hearts and minds for Christ's ultimate plan for us. And that's basically to be ready for him, to be watchful to live mindfully that he's coming back for us and that uh, we're going to be in heaven with him. So our ultimate goal here is telling others about him and living our lives for him. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Um, I think when we we keep going on, uh, that's a key thing to keep in Jesus as the reason of Christmas um, is to even just be mindful, I think was what you said, uh, not just of his return, but I think it is. It's beneficial for us to to also 
uh, remember that first coming. That's kind of what we're celebrating. But I think you're absolutely right to, to make sure that we're prepared and living our lives in such a way that he'll be pleased and happy with us um, when he does return. Um, but when we think of that first coming, um, it it's one of those things that I think we kind of take for granted. It seems like such this, this um, beautiful story. The angels were singing and the shepherds came and worshiped this baby. Um, but... <laughs> But I don't know if we really consider it maybe from Jesus' perspective, who actually was God. And uh, I, I bet it was a pretty rough time for him who uh, was in all his glory in heaven and and uh, took on the form of a human. And uh, I, I really believe that's a, a big sacrifice. It's something that um, we were kind of talking beforehand. Crystal was telling me, you know, I think we all kind of imagine that, that the biggest sacrifice, and I think it really was, was bearing the sins on the cross was the thing that we all remember as a sacrifice. But we don't really think of the Christmas story as, as a sacrificial act of love. Um, but as we look at it in, in Philippians 2, uh, verses 6 through 8, we're talking about how our attitude should be the same as Jesus. Uh, in, chapter, in verse 6, it says, Who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a, as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. And in those verses, it really kind of tells us that Jesus was, he is God. And yet he made himself nothing, being found in appearance as a man. Uh, to, to come to earth it's something that was probably a, sacrifi a sacrificial act of love, but that, that very act is something that really should fill us with joy because he loved us that much and that while we were sinners, he came to be a man for us. And I think there's a lot of pressure in the holidays to um, do the like the pagan traditions. I don't know pagan. <laughs> <laughs> what right. the right word. But, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <It doesn't... laughs> Um, but like Santa Claus and there's a new, <laughs> Sorry, the <laughs> there's a new, um, elf on the shelf, I think is kind of a big tradition that people are falling into. And I think if you don't do these things, it's almost like people are like, what is wrong with you? Why are you not, right. um, following the traditions that everybody else does. Right. Yeah, I know. I recently kind of told, uh, and we'll kind of get to it later, but I recently told some people, uh, that, we we told our kids already that Santa isn't real, and they all went, oh, they all gasped really big. And, and we'll talk about more on that later. And we're not telling anyone else what they have to do, but I think by not following these things, we actually kind of offend people that we're not following that same tradition. So I think we've been reading in Colossians, and these um, two verses kind of stood out to us about following traditions. But Colossians 2, verse 8, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and basic principles of this world, rather than on Christ. So if we're thinking about worldly things, like Santa, I think, was based off of a nice man, and I think it was a good thing, but I think we've just blown it into this big commercialized um, uh, deal. Celebration of selfishness is, I think, kind of, I mean, just kind of like a... I'm not saying that's what Santa stands for, but I think kind of recently it's kind of become Santa is the bearer of gifts so I can get more. Mm -hmm. More than what he initially was, was really the, the face of giving as he was able to take care of the poor. And then we've got Colossians 2 verse 20. Since you died with Christ to the basic principles of this world, why, as though you still belong to it, do you submit to its rules? 
And I think, why are we? I think um, it's hard to break free of traditions. What is that? The Fiddler on the Roof, that play that is saying it's tradition. Right. And like, I think when you're in a small community or even wherever, I think if you... (laughs) We joke that at our school, we do things just because that's yeah. the way we've always done it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the explanation. <laughs> but um, I think we need to be mindful of, is this what Christ would want us to do? And if it's not, then we need to maybe break some of those traditions so that we can focus more on him. So we've got a list of practical steps or ideas I guess, that a family could implement to try um, to be more proactive in making Christmas about Jesus Christ and his birth, his coming. Uh, And uh, looking down the list, it's a lot of things that uh, we've kind of taken from other ideas but have kind of become some things that our family does, uh, really trying to focus in on Jesus being the reason for Christmas. Uh, The first thing on our list is really about uh, having those days leading up to Christmas point toward Christ through a family devotion, that we should be able to um, talk about the Christmas story and maybe even um, the the story leading up to the Christmas story uh, with our kids uh, through a little devotion book. Uh, and, and Crystal actually found one from Ann Voskamp uh, that, that kind of goes through the genealogy of Jesus and kind of goes through the characters in the, in the history and the story of, of Jesus's line um, going through King David and even his ancestors and those who came after um, and really talks about how even those, those characters in the Old Testament are all uh, kind of a, a symbol or actually um, anxiously waiting the arrival of Jesus themselves. And I think with that book is the option to do a Jesse tree. They give uh, printables that you can do for each day that symbolize each person on the Jesse tree, but um, I have never done it, actually. I haven't... Right. <laughs> but done I those think... extra activities. Yeah, but... It's good for us just to read through the devotion <laughs> and discuss that with them. <laughs> but I do think it would be a good, tangible way for the kids to color the pieces and put them on the tree. Yeah. Um, so maybe one of these years I'll yeah. get to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another thing I think is... Uh, you know, if not the devotions, or maybe in, in addition to some sort of uh, devotion leading into Christmas, is, is actually opening up the Bible and reading the Christmas story and, and kind of um, getting it from the perspectives of Mary and Joseph or, or even the shepherds or the wise men on, on uh, what it might have must have been like or kind of just getting ourselves um, into the spirit of, of what we actually are remembering on that night. Um, also that we have a play nativity. I think lots of families probably have one and I think that's just nice for the kids to be able to act out the story or, um, just play with them and just see the different characters and maybe put themselves into the play where, how it was for them. Right. Kind of makes it more real or tangible for them. Um, yeah, our our next one is kind of, uh, in our, in our response, I guess, to some of the the cultural traditions of Christmas, um, specifically um, how, how our family deals with um, present giving and also with the, the notion of Santa Claus. Um, I think ultimately we just want to make sure that, that our family is remembering Christmas to be 
about Jesus and not about the quantity or amount or large stack of presents. So we've tried to be careful to to limit that supply. Um, but also, I think, in, in describing where those presents come from, um, we take a stance that not necessarily we're saying that everybody needs to, but just sharing what we've decided to make sure that it's about Jesus. Is uh, We've just been upfront with our kids and saying that um, Santa uh, actually represents a historical figure, um, but is no longer... He's not real. Um, I mean, he's other not alive than, anymore. Right. That's Saint Nicholas was real. Uh, he actually is a great uh, example to us about sharing wealth with the poor and uh, taking care of those in need. Uh, definitely trying to share the love of Christ through his giving. Uh, but what we have now is a, a jolly man in a red suit who flies around on Christmas sleighs, uh, landing on your roof and climbing down chimneys. Uh, that's not real. And we're we're upfront and honest with our kids and don't don't really pretend that he is. And I think um, part of it, too, is I think there, it involves quite a bit of prep work on the parents' part to do, like, Santa and the elf on the shelf and right. all this stuff. And I think um, it ends up taking focus from myself off of Jesus. And if you're right. looking through it only through the lens of how can I point my kids towards the Jesus story, right. I think the Santa and the elf on the shelf and stuff like that kind of muddies the water and makes it more difficult for my kids to experience the Jesus story. So for our family, we've just kind of decided that we're not going to um, tell the kids that Santa, or pretend that Santa is real and that we're set up the cookies and do all this stuff. But I know it is fun for a lot of families and we're not not, um, judging you if you do do it. But we're just saying, we've decided, and this just came about a couple, like two, I think two Christmases ago we decided this, so... Yeah, um, I have heard the alternate perspective that if if uh, you can kind of get that childlike faith of believe in something that you can't see, maybe that will help them kind of transition to be able to believe in God or Jesus. But we, we don't want it to be confused or muddied with maybe you can believe one thing and then you find out that that's not real and make you question if believing that Jesus is real. So we just kind of are trying to be honest from the from the beginning and avoid some of that confusion later. And also one of the good things on a blog post that I put in the show notes as well by Jen Hatmaker talks about the whole month of December they keep their kids away from commercials because <laughs> I think that yeah. consumerism and well, it they, just gets to them and they, you know, like, oh, Jesus story or bright, shiny new object. Right. And I think, you know, it's like... I think they really are very good at targeting kids to make them feel discontent with what they have so that they they plead and beg for that new item. So I think it is probably a good practice to uh, just really try to stay away from those commercials and advertising that target our kids. And the last couple of things are we want our kids to be doing acts of service, putting the focus on giving rather than receiving, and um, thinking with a global perspective. And I think like... Operation um, Christmas Child is a good one because our kids, I think, see that one shoebox that these kids are getting. And then I think they realize I'm getting a lot more than what these children are and kind of putting that perspective back in for them. Yeah, I think it's really good for them to look at the Christmas season, not just on how they can receive, but also to be able to offer them something they can actually do to help others who are in need. And I think that'll wrap it up for until the new year. So we hope you all have a Merry Christmas. We hope that you and your family have a very Merry Christmas. 
As you enjoy this Christmas season, let's keep in mind that our true source of joy and only reason for celebration is Jesus Christ, God's gift to the world. Merry Christmas.